There you are. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Street Fighters. We had a little bit of an issue getting the theme song going there, but we are back in business. We are, of course, live streaming the show on YouTube for all of those $5 or more Patreon subscribers. Coincidentally enough, to get a zine sent to your house, the physical copy is only $8 a month. You also get access to bonus shows and a $5 coupon to use in the store on Kratom or CBD. It's the best deal in podcasting, and we bring it to you. Uh, Now, if this is your first show, we don't want your money immediately. Uh, Hang around for a little bit. Get to know everybody. Uh, We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it the best. We do it on WCRS. It's been been on the air for seven years now in Columbus, Ohio, 102.1 or 98.3. We take calls every single Sunday. 614-412-5252 is the number to dial. And if you want to get in, start calling like 1030. That's going to get you to the front of the line and with the least amount of weight. Uh, This is our basement show. Brian and I uh, began our revolution against the entire globe Earth uh, seven years ago uh, in the attic of his place. And now we're in the basement of mine. So we continue to spread this mess across the U.S. every single week. And it began right here in the basement. Brian and I trying to out-ignorant each other and coming up with the best ideas possible. Thank you for being here. We are Street Fight Radio. And uh, check out more over at streetfightradio.com. What's up, man? Not much. I just popped upon a sponsored event. That's when we're out of town and I feel kind of bummed that we can't go to the IW. So if you're in Columbus, come drink with the IWW folks. Uh, They're doing a fundraiser on August 31st for the IWW and it is at Village Idiot. So go to that. I wish we could go. We would have definitely been there, but we're going to be in Chicago. So can't happen. Also remember uh, IWW Columbus is doing a working uh, a worker training. $10 donation. It's two days. It's September 8th and 9th. You can email columbusiww at gmail.com to register and get more information. Uh, Also, we are doing going to be in St. Louis on Saturday, September 8th. So we will not be here for that training. But the IWW, IWOC there is doing a fundraiser and we will be making an appearance that's kicking off at 6 p.m. It's like right around the corner from our live show. Uh, so the place to go to for that is actually Earthbound Beer. That's at 6. Uh, Street Fight Radio, we're going to get everything kicked off uh, over at Propaganda Bar. That's happening at 9. And then, uh, you know, you know the rest. I, th- I feel like it's too- most people aren't going to hear this after the show. Yeah, this probably won't be ready. Well, it'll be ready okay. before St. Louis. Let me say, right? yeah, St. Louis the 8th, Kansas City the 7th, Vaudeville Muse in Des Moines, Iowa on Wednesday, 9-5. We told you we were going to Iowa this year. What did we do? We're going to fucking Iowa. Uh, Minneapolis at Palmer's Bar is going to be an early show. It's going to be, I think that one's going to be pretty fucking wild. That has the most response so far, and the uh, bar sounds really cool. We're going to walk to some anarchist beer co-op afterwards. I'm excited about that. Then this Sunday, Chicago, Illinois at the hideout. Uh, we're going to be sitting in Mavis Staples' chair, prepping for the show, drinking Kratom, hitting a vape, and uh, sucking down tincture. Yeah, pro- I mean, Brad will be doing all that stuff. Yeah, and then do some uh, atomic push-ups. I'll be crating, probably, and that's it. Right. Let's do some news, man. Yeah, let's get into this. Got this story right before the show. 
from uh, a really good a really good Street Fighter uh, crocodile lover on uh, yeah. crocodile crocodile underscore lover on. Let me make sure I got that right. I'd feel like a total dick if I got that wrong. I'm doing this from memory here. But uh, I got this. Cite your sources, Brian. I I do. I like to do that. If somebody's going to send me something, I do like to give them credit for what they sent me. Sometimes I don't. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. It's YZA YZA underscore Gera G U E R R A uh, sent me this. And uh, let's just do it, man. Let's just start talking about it right away. Let's be Nike about it. Let's just freaking do it. A 34-year-old man has filed an $800,000 lawsuit against an Albany construction company claiming the owner fired him after he refused to attend the weekly Bible study. Ryan Coleman's lawsuit states that he discovered only after he was hired as a painter for dolled-up construction that the job entailed more than just fixing up homes... According to Coleman and his lawsuit owner, Joel Dahl told him all employees were required to partake in regular Bible study sessions led by a Christian pastor during the workday while on the clock. Wow. I'm okay with the... Ah. As long as they let you know. They didn't. Oh, fuck. They hired him. Hell no. And then they were like, you got to do this Bible study. No, that's against the law, man. That's some labor rights violations right there for sure. (laughs) Coleman, I'll be... I don't. I will listen to your religious bullshit as long as you let me know. Yeah, I mean, it is part of like. Here's the thing: where are you at on being cool with meetings because they mean you're not working? Because mm. there's certain jobs where like, but shit, yeah, I'll take a meeting. You know, I love a meeting. I'll do ten yeah. meetings today. But then there are other jobs where you have a meeting in the morning, and then it's like. You still got to get the same amount of work done, though. Well, we're talking about a Bible study meeting, Brian, where if you are not paying attention, you're disrespecting (laughs) the word of God. Yeah, yeah. You should be allowed to do that, though. If they're making you go to it, they got to understand some people are going to disrespect the word of God. Yeah, I'm just going to doodle instead. What a fucking odd small business tyrant this is. This is a first. Yeah, this is the first. two years of talking about small business tyrants, the Christian small business tyrant has reared its head. It's not a thing They're that all, doesn't always happen. They're all, cr- yeah. Dude, one, I remember when I was down in Virginia Beach one time and this guy turned around and he was like, hey, where'd you get those bikes from? And we're like, oh, there's this really great shop we found. The best deal. I like, I gave him my whole spiel, how to save money, where to go to get the monster coupon book, all of that. And he's, then he's like, yeah, well, you know, where to get the bite to eat, something like that. And then he says... Have you given much thought to your relationship with God? And I was like, oh, hell no. And I just (laughs) stormed away. I was like, you need to stop wasting people's time with this shit. You weren't even listening to what I was saying. No, you didn't even care. Yeah. You didn't want that bike. No, you're not going to go get the deal. You're trying to get me into Jesus is what's happening. You know, I just did a podcast last night uh, called And Introducing, and it was kind of about corn, but it was about head from corn who had gone super religious. And how, like, the day he went, like, so he did his testimony at this big mega church. And then within two weeks, he was already in Israel, like, taking baths and stuff. And then a week after that, he was already... See, that's good like Christianity. speaking and shit like that. Comfortable Christianity. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you're rich. Yeah. Like, you're already rich. And they're just like, I'll just go to all the churches and tell them how cool Jesus can also rock, too. And it takes faith to believe in uh, the Christian God when you're in, like, a basement 
working in like a boiler room or something. <laughs> yeah. But when you can just fly to like holy salt mines and shit and go like float in uh, Jerusalem or whatever, fucking fun. That's great. Yeah. That's a good Christianity. Yeah. It's like you go you go on a Bible vacation trip all the time. Yeah. So Coleman, the mm. the the employee, he tells the owner doll that the requirement was illegal. He's like, "This, come on, dude, this is illegal." And it's so obviously illegal, by the way. There's yeah. Like, well, like, I, you don't think that it's that it would? I mean, if I you're a Christian, I think you're looking at the world through a completely oh, different lens than me, where you're just like in the same I'm way just that me contractually, and you, though. Right. I don't think they can make you sign a contract saying you have to be Christian to work here. No, I think they that, can't. But yeah, that's, that's what that is, though. A Bible study. It's discriminating by creed, right? Yeah, because what if a Muslim wanted to get a job there? What if an it's atheist? The same Je- it's the same God. Under, yeah, that's what they'll say. But then right. they'll be like, but all that stuff you believe about your God, that's all wrong. That's though. true. That's- and you, you can't use any of your, your – you wouldn't be able to trade in like your Bible study minutes to do like carpet minutes. Oh, to go hell pray. no. Hell no. This guy is not letting – Like, no, somebody- I mean I, I, I'll take that same religious hour and split it up throughout the workday. Yeah, I don't think that's being offered here. I really don't like you should be allowed to sit down and read like a Richard Dawkins book if you want to during that time. Like, <laughs> mm. oh, well, you know, fuck that guy. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like you should be allowed to be a militant atheist at that time if you want to. So mm. he tells him this is this is illegal. But Dahl wouldn't budge. According to the lawsuit, in order to keep his job, Coleman obliged for nearly six months, but ultimately told Dahl he couldn't go. The suit says. I said, I've kept an open mind and it's just not my thing. And he said, well, I'm going to have to replace you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, uh, there was the only people in town, they had an above ground pool, four foot. And the only way that we could really get over there was they would invite us over on Sundays for Bible studies. They wanted to set up a kid's Bible study to get us all into Christianity. And so we would all bite the bullet because you got like usually popsicle and pool time. But then I remember my dad said, and so I'm sorry, then it escalated to the point where we were doing it all summer long and it was about to go back to school. And he was like, well, would any of you want to be baptized? And he was going to baptize us in this fucking above ground four foot pool. And I remember my dad saying like, that's what serial killers do. My dad, like that guy sounds like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> they should keep an eye on him trying to give pe-. He said, you don't, you shouldn't trust people. That are trying to give you God in their fucking backyard like that. It's weird. It's definitely not like, uh, it's definitely, I would, I don't trust that. I wouldn't want somebody baptizing my kid in their no. backyard. Just no. like, no, you, you ain't a conduit to shit. It's funny. Cause they probably thought like I'm doing like, cause a lot of times these Christians get in their mind. They're oh, doing like the they think greatest thing in no, the world. They honestly believe they're saving your life when they're doing this <laughs> stuff. They believe they're saving your eternal soul and they can't ever fathom how everybody else looks at it like that's fucking weird but you're weird. well not everybody else i mean only a quarter of the population i mean three quarters is into it i mean i always like i always think that a lot of like christians are also weirded out by some christian you know like there are so many people oh sure that identify as christians who don't who don't like do anything christian you know they're, they're like a lot of people who are just like i just love jesus but then like I ain't going to church. Yeah, <laughs> like, I they break, live I, my lifestyle, but they love Jesus. I break the law and praise the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. But so, like they, they're just like. Uh, uh, there's a lot of them that don't. I think there's a lot of people that look at like really, re- like the type of religious person that would be like, 
you can't work here unless you go to Bible study. Like that guy probably doesn't think he's that weird, you know, but he's, that's really weird thing to expect people to do. Yeah. Um, I just, he, it has to be a very tiny town. Cause there's nobody is like object. Is this the first guy to object to it? Probably. I mean, like, think about how, what people put up with at their job. That's true. You know, like, just think about like all the, like I would probably not do it. Right, like, because I'm a fucking asshole that can't just go along to get along, you know? Like, that's why I lost my job at the car door factory. I think had to, I, was, I got a job at this place where they were making car doors. And, like, I was just, I was, like, 23 or 22 and just a real piece of shit, you know? Just, like, not redeemable or right. anything. And I get my job there and they're like, you know, every morning... Before we start working, we like to do a little bit of calisthenics. And they would just line us all up and make us do like jumping jacks and stretches and stuff like that. And I was like, this shit is stupid. It's not, though. That's actually a good idea. Right. So then I would, <laughs> sh- but I hated it. I just was like, not doing I was like, this is dumb. Just, yeah, I remember that. I remember let me that. get to fucking work, you know? Let me just get really rigid like a corpse. <laughs> That's why I'm always sore, by the way. Sure. Like, and I'm always going nuts because my I'll be sore and my wife will be like, you should stretch a little bit. And I'm like, ah, fucking stretch. Just stretch every day, dude. Yeah, I know. She does it and loves you do it. Like this, yeah, do like a little, just get a little routine. It's like five minutes. That you, I'm a rigid dude. You got to do ones that you like. I'm like made out of stone. I'm like four stones stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I move, it sounds like one of those ancient crypts opening <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> but it's just like, I, and I, like, no, I understand. I though. think it's fucking totally cool if people want to have a special calisthenics group at work and they come in and they do their calisthenics. But at the time, I weighed like 110 pounds. Sure. And you I couldn't was, lose any more weight. I was just like, I don't need to lose it. I like, I'm fine. I'm healthy. Well, I'm relatively healthy. And I'm just going to be, I'm all right, you know? And so then I started showing up late every day, 15 minutes late, because it was Uh, just like... To avoid it? Yeah, because I didn't want to... I thought I... Listen, you can be as mad at me as you want for saying this, but I felt like I looked like a dork doing it. And I felt like everybody that was doing it looked like a dork. Might as well go to an early grave knowing (laughs) you were were cool, right? (laughs) Knowing that someone didn't see you do a jumping jack. That's how I felt, though. My arms are like flapping. (laughs) (laughs) People can't see me like this. Because I remember just standing there and being like, look at this guy fucking taking it seriously. (laughs) I was. I've, I use that time for myself. So but I think, yeah, this guy, like there are probably like, you know, all the other people that filtered through there, they did the calisthenics every morning, no matter how they felt about the calisthenics, because they were hoping it would turn from a temp job into a permanent right. position. And they, you know? that was always on reviews. They were like, we noticed you don't lead stretches. That was the one that was, oh, that would always get me mad was that they would require you to do a like they wouldn't require it. But on your review, they would say you didn't lead stretches. And it was always volunteer. It was whoever whoever goes out in the middle and does it gets to do it. So okay. but but then at the review time, they would be like, Well, you didn't really volunteer for stretches. It's like I, other people were doing it. Why do I ha- why would that matter? I get I used to get shit for not going to these crummy barbecues they would throw us oh, at the yeah, cable that's company. Up. They would be like, All right, y'all, uh between noon and two, bring your vet come back to the shop. 
which is like, don't make me come back. Like I, I leave here, I do my thing, I come back at the end of the night. They're like a, between noon and two, come back to the shop and you can get a cheeseburger. The one, most of the time it was those shitty JTM cheeseburgers. Right, it's right. It's like, I ain't that thing. Like the, the store-bought frozen one. Like I'm just, I don't, no, I don't want that. I, I like eating got, some, like anything else. Cold bun with ketchup. Yeah. And then one time I got there, they didn't have any goddamn cheeseburgers left. They had to drive over to Wendy's and they just bought a bunch of junior bacon cheeseburgers and said, here, eat these. They just throw it on a table and, and were, say, here, I'm like, this is like the minimum amount you could possibly do. But, and they're, I'm sorry, I cut you off. It's like the minimum amount you could possibly do to be considered a fucking barbecue. I'm just sitting in the goddamn parking lot eating a shitty Wendy's cheeseburger, you know? Yeah. And you made me come back to do this. And you didn't even give me any French fries. There weren't any fucking drinks left. You made me pay for my own drink, so I'm just not going to come back anymore. Then, you know, you come to the review and they're like, Brian, you never participate in the barbecues or the baseball or, or the softball game or any of that stuff. And I was like, because it fucking sucks. Make yeah. it cool and I'll go. Yeah, I mean, counting it against you on whether or not you eat a fucking gross hamburger. And it's because they want you to, like, prove that you're grateful. Like, you know, you need to be thankful that we do this for you. <laughs> you need, and we want to see that. If you're, you know, it, you're, it's bad for morale if you say, uh, I'd rather have money instead of a cheeseburger. Yeah. Or they would, they would be like, we'll put a manager in a dunk tank. And I'm like, I don't give a shit to dunk my man. Like, they act like you're. it's like this big, great thing to get to dunk your manager that's or school. throw a pie at his it's face. From, like, school they do that. I know. And it's like, that's not a... They're having the time of their goddamn life. You know what I mean? Like, the manager's sitting up in the dunk tank having the best time. And when they get dunked, it's a big, funny thing for they them. They have a change of clothes. Yeah. It lets off steam. It's Once again, it's just a, like... Don't be mad at us. I mean, he's a real asshole, but you get to see him be soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Fucking exactly. Some guy that was prize. like, wouldn't give you, he's like, we can't give you the 4% raise this year. We're going to have to go with two and a half, you know? And it's like, oh, I wish I could dunk that guy in a bucket of water. <laughs> yes. That we're always trying to do the dunk tank or the pie to the face. And I was just like, oh, you know, that's not real. Like if they would let me like, if there wasn't a cage around him and I could wing the ball at his face, <laughs> like that would have probably appealed to me quite a bit. Right, Winging right. Winging baseballs at my manager. He has to stand against a wall while people throw baseballs at him. <laughs> yeah, like let us go grab a rock from the parking lot and toss it at his face or anything. Yeah, we used to, they used to always do the like uh, pep rallies. They were just like high school pep rallies and they would have competitions amongst groups and they would, people would build like floats and shit for like cherry pickers and all of that. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing all of that because then now, now we have a bunch of work backing up for this. And that is the other thing. Like, that's what I was saying about the cable job is like every day I come in and I have eight jobs, but today I came in and I have eight jobs and a barbecue that I somehow have to make time for. Right. What the hell? That what does that say about the eight jobs that you give me every day? You know, like that I should just have time to roll in for a right. barbecue. Also have an extra two hours to eat. And barbecue. you know, you fucking know, dude, that like when people if everybody makes it back and gets to do it and doesn't get stuck on a job, you fucking know they're like, We can give them one more job. Like it looks like they got time to do yeah. like one or two more jobs. Right. <laughs> this is like it's like an informal uh 
informal testing. Yeah, like the cable company would like hand you a t-shirt from a boxing match that happened three years ago on pay-per-view and be like, here's a prize. You want a prize, my friend. And it's like, somebody gave you this for free. This yeah. Is not a prize. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Abercrombie ramping it up with like their distribution system with like the light guns and all of all of that. And it was they gave us a free shirt that said like ready, set, go. And it was like <laughs> Abercrombie Warehouse is ready for the green light distribution network or something. <laughs> and that was the prize for us having to work for getting machinery that made us have to work like harder. Yeah. Oh, my God. These fucking business to ramp it up. Man. So we were doing like, you know, 100 pieces of an hour. Giving you a T-shirt, like I always see people with the T-shirts on and say, like, I survived the ice storm of like 2016, and it's like that they should have taken all that money and just gave it to them because they probably yeah. worked 18 hour days, like for seven days to right. get that done. I always think about the ice storm I had to work in. Like there was a year where there was like a really bad ice storm, and they were just like, and it was on Christmas, and they were like, uh. Somebody said, "Hold on, I can't stop this." Somebody said they want a Fat Albert DVD. <laughs> Wait, the Keenan one, <laughs> the live action one, and the, uh, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's a bad prize. Just they hand you junk. Oh, I know. It's whatever's it's laying around, junk that's like the cable company thinks that they have cool stuff, right? Because it's all the TV shows. And they'll just be like, here's one of those big cardboard cutouts of the Sopranos. And I'm like, I don't want that. Where would I put that? Where would I put a gigantic cardboard cutout of all the characters of the Sopranos? Yeah. Andrew in the chat said this. This is correct. Here's your prize. Become a corporate billboard on your off time. I mean, it is like you wear it out to the grocery store and it's like, I'm really proud of what I did. You know, we're ready, set, go now. And then nobody knows <laughs> what it is. Yeah. It's like if you even had to explain it, they'd fall asleep. Yeah. And it's I mean, it, just to say, like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like perplexing. I guess the question for me is like, how does that? Build it's just a morale? free shirt. We th we overthink. Sh I'm o I overthink so much shit. They just want. It's just a free shirt to people. It's like great. I don't have to buy a fucking t shirt now. But I think that the people that hand out the shirts, right, think that it's a boost. For they morale. do. Yeah. Like, right. Wow. We got we you take guys ownership a shirt. of. We're taking ownership of the new Ready Set Go system. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those t-shirt, the t-shirt thing is so weird. So this guy, <laughs> someone said, Larry G said, I, I work at a well-known <laughs> thrift store. They gave us t-shirts and I donated it back. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I'm not proud of, I mean, I guess there are some people that are proud of the work they do or whatever. I'm not. That's why I don't put the names on their shirts. Yeah, or they're proud, like, because I don't know anybody in a distribution center that would be proud that they made it through the class. Where they get learned how to use the laser scan. The RF like, gun. There's just nobody in a warehouse that gives a shit. Like, it's this weird thing where, like, yeah. there's a weird disconnect between what the employees want and what they give you. And it's like, sometimes yeah. to me, feels like the people at the top maybe aren't as cynical as me and you are. Sure. And that, that they think, like, here's, like... At the call center I worked at, they would send you an Anthony Thomas candy, one Anthony Thomas candy every year for your birthday in the mail. One? Just one piece of Anthony Thomas candy for your birthday every year in the mail. 
every time I looked at that Anthony Thomas candy, I just was like, this is what they think I'm worth. Like, right. This, this is all on the line. This <laughs> right is it. Here is how much they care about that me. you were born. But they thought like, here's a little extra thing. We're going to go ahead. Ki- it's and like a kiss, him. a little Hirsch kiss. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, management is poisoned because they walk around and everybody's all like, Oh, Hey Mitch. Yeah. Oh, oh it's great. Uh, yeah. I, I shot some hoops this weekend. You know, uh, how was that baseball game you went to, you know, like you get the small, t- everybody's afraid as fuck to say mm-hmm. anything that would cause any trouble with their job. As soon as you do your negative and it comes right. off your review. It comes, yeah. It's, it's like not volunteer <laughs> for stretches. Yeah. It's like, you got to kiss this guy's ass too. And then they have this attitude. That's just top. They just think of it from the top down. Like, all right, they love doing this. Everybody here loves doing this, and they're really going to be proud to to wear their shirt out to a nice buffet dinner. Yeah. <laughs> to have their I made it through the ready, set, go set up. Did they give you a dinner for that? Did you Fuck have a no. lot of dinners at the oh. uh, di- di- distribution center that you worked at? I don't remember a lot of them providing food like that, no. The, the cable company did a formal dance every year at a hotel. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, hate, I like that. I they handed out good prizes, too. That was an interesting thing. So the cable company for that's the cool. holidays, they threw a formal dance where they handed out, like, TVs. Oh, it's for the holidays? Yeah. Oh, no, I want it to be and separate. November. I want the holiday party to be, like, drunken hookups in ugly sweaters and then to have, like, a formal, like, I mean, prom. During prom, like, June, do, like, an adult prom. Well, they had drink tickets and stuff there, and they would give each couple four drink tickets, two for each person. If right. somebody didn't drink, they'd give them to some. Like, these people would get hammered and probably yeah, hook that's... up and stuff. Stay in that, because it was at a hotel, you know, so they would get rooms at the hotel for the night so they didn't yeah. have to, which is the crazy. Like, that was always the craziest concept to me of, like, of just being like, I'm going to go to a hotel where everybody from work is yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna drink and i'm gonna stay the night there this is my family this is like going on a vacation with my family but they were handing out like tvs and xboxes and all, i mean all i and like 500 dollars gift cards all i ever won was a tea kettle from hgtv like which is like at that time in my life a tea kettle might as yeah. well have been like no use <laughs> some stupid you know and uh I only went once, but it was an it was an odd thing. It was very formal. And then for the holidays, they would give us two one hundred dollar checks on our paychecks, the last two checks. So they were always really cool around the holidays. I think that probably is all gone now. Sure, but like uh, that formal dance was always something that was kind of. I was always like, "This is odd as hell." It does man. seem weird to do yeah. in your spare time, but just a fo- it was a Saturday night. Yeah, and something it was to do. Formal. Some take the take the babe out, right? Yeah. There was also a night every year where all of the uh, techs went to a strip club. Like they would be. What? Like, yeah, I went to that one night too. I was really zooted well, up different. on drugs. Like I was like very, very, very in my painkiller phase where it was just like nine, 10, 12 of them a day. And I was at this fucking strip club just zonked out of my head with all these fucking guys that. I work with acting like disgusting people. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, it was weird. It was just called Dudes Night. It was like a dudes tech night. Dudes all night the, out. All the techs were guys. There was only one woman. And she was like, I don't care. I'll, I mean, I'll She go. went. Yeah, she's okay. like, I don't care. I'm into it. You know, whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, women are, are usually do pretty good in the strip club. If you go, they have a ton of fun, and they get a lot of special attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was always so... It was just weird. I, I never, like, hung out with a lot of people from work, but... It was always like the weirdest thing in the world to me was was the cable company because that was a place that was supposed to be my career. Sure. You know? That was like one of those jobs where you're supposed to hold on to it forever. And like I, I sort of got to a place where I settled in and every once in a while I would go out with people from work. And it's like you go out for people with people from work and you talk shit about the manager. Yeah. Like, when I think about it now, it was such a prime like time to organize you know like that would have been yeah like the time to start talking about it because you would just go and everybody would be mad at upper management and the managers and like like to pivot that conversation into there's some things we right. can do would have been so easy right. i wish i would have done it we should all join up together <laughs> yeah what do y'all because you it, the, the the joke it's funny how how that's one of the most depressing things about unions in 2018 or in the 2000s period is that like I've been working through the whole 2000s and every job I've ever had, everybody tells jokes like, don't say union here. You're going to get in some deep shit. Like they have effectively scared every working class person and service sector employee from talking about it. That's been for yeah, a long time now. Yeah. It's just, it's just a joke. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this guy, I don't know. I hope I hope he wins. I'm going to say that I hope this guy yeah. in Oregon wins his lawsuit cuz he deserves it. He deserves 800 grand, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I I I did notice somebody in the chat mentioned that they were a Christian street fighter and I don't think that they're all like that. Um actually, I know most of you are and don't bother people about it and I say super offensive shit in front of you all the time. I'm not trying to be like a dick to people. I I mean, I'm I always have been like this. Yeah, um, but so, people fucking yeah. I mean, it has someone has to say this shit needs to stop. I actually don't want to stop this story actually cuz now I'm reading Dolls Dolls attorney. Okay. Kent Hickman doesn't dispute that Doll requires all of his employees to attend Bible study. So he's like we do that. But he says it's legal because Dahl pays them to attend. Right. That's what this guy is trying to work with here. It's like he is paying you to love Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's That's like, a good way to get people in. And that is, he says, Mr. Dahl feels that it's unfortunate that Coleman is now trying to exploit Mr. Dahl's honorable intentions for unjustified financial gain. Mm. Like, why can't they see that some people just aren't? religious you know like they, they're just some people this guy's probably not a dick you know what oh, i Oh, he definitely is you think so absolutely come on this only per type of person that forces this shit on people is a dick i'm talking about the sue the guy that's suing the the worker oh, the employee yeah, that's suing. this guy's probably I mean, if not being being a dick is it, what's he do what's the job again it's a construction job yeah i mean you just want to fucking do construction yeah he wants even to if go you, i don't even if you are christian it's like I, I i do this on my own time i have my own my own way of celebrating the Lord, you know? Oh, this guy isn't. Dahl told the Oregonian that he'd struggled with drugs and alcohol and served time in prison for attempted second degree well, maybe assault. He needs Jesus. He said he's been clean and sober for seven years. He started his company in 2016 with the idea of helping other convicted felons or people who've battled addictions rebuild their lives. Uh, I'm a second chance. And this is bullshit, though. We've talked about this before. The, the, the guy that I worked at the diner with is the same thing. I'm a second chance employer. And he was paying those people less than 
than they were deserved for sure. Like he was using them as cheap labor. And this guy might not be using them for cheap labor, but he's using them to like assuage some, to, to like achieve his Christian mission. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, no, there's, I mean, those people are, uh, I don't want to yell at people that are, but those people like that are just so fucking selfish that they think because their life was shit and got drastically changed by it, that everyone else has to do it. And it's like, it just works for you, dude. Like, you got to be on your own Jesus wave. You got to power that thing yourself because it's not the answer to everybody's problems, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this Coleman, the guy that's suing, said he had served prison time for delivery of meth and child neglect, but has now been clean and sober for nearly four years. Earlier this week, he won back full custody of his two children. See, he's a dude that got clean and did it by himself and right. did the right stuff. And this guy, no, 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 you can't do that. No, no, you <laughs> yeah. got to be in the church to do it. That's so frustrating. That the 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 second chance employer thing is necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like it is absolutely necessary that people who are felons or people who get out of prison get jobs and that there are jobs available for those people. Like I think that's important, but I also think that a lot of these small business people use it for bad things. Like they hire them for different reasons. They don't, oh, yeah. hire, they hire them for the same reasons that people hire, hire undocumented workers. Like you don't have anywhere else to go. Right. And I'm going to hire you and I'm going to treat you how I want. I'm going to make you go to Bible study on the clock because I can, because you don't have anywhere else to go. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's also kind of similar to that couple, uh, that, got that homeless guy all that money and then we're like hold on hold on a second you're you don't know nothing we know that right like they they treat you like you're the bottom you know yeah it's to take advantage of you because you have you know and then they can just bring it up anytime they want yeah yeah you're you're fucked up and crazy you know well they just told him that the, the that couple was the was they were just like you're you're addicted to drugs right so you're not allowed to have your money right that's so disgusting uh so I got a, a cop story here and then we're, we, we got something special for the last half of the show. I think something that's going to be very fun for everybody. Oh, really? I don't know what this is. I think I, you do. I actually told you right before the show. I forgot it already. <laughs> forgot it already. Them bong hits rule. Yeah. So <laughs> a homeowner is suing police in Greenwood village, Colorado, after they destroyed his house with explosives to flush out a shoplifter. I saw this. Yes. Windows, multiple, all the windows blown out, right? The whole, I mean, a whole, actually, can you, how do I, I'm going to get my screen on here so people can see this house. Uh, uh, I think I got it. Did I get it? I think I got it. Yeah. Yeah. There it is, everybody. Cool technology. This is the house here. Uh, A whole room. So for the people that are listening as a podcast, the whole front, dude, you can see the inside of a bedroom in this house. Yeah, the like walls are blown out. <laughs> yeah. There's like gigantic holes in this house now. Police offered Leo Lech $5,000 for the loss of his home. Is that $5,000 worth of damage? No, I mean, I I watch a lot of house flipping TVs, and you're going to need more than $5,000 for that. I believe that, because when they do flip the houses a lot of times, there's, like, walls, and there's, like, a front of the house, and, like, windows and stuff like that. Yeah, that's not there. And it's already there, and then they find out they do other things, and it's like, oh. Yeah, usually they don't have to rebuild, you're right, the whole (laughs) 
front of the house. The front of the before house. Before they get started on the room. Yeah. After inspectors declared the home a total loss, the city offered him $5,000 in compensation. Since then, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars repairing the home. He's now fired a federal lawsuit. Um, Attorney Rachel Maxim, who represents Letch, so basically they're saying the story was from last year and his case doesn't seem to be going well. So what happened was... Jiminy Christmas. So what happened was... uh, what the fuck? How do, do we know what the original crime was? Yeah, I can I can get that for you right now. Uh, this I'm, is fucking absurd. Um, I I just can't imagine there was anything in in there that let valuable. Me, let me let me on June third, two thousand fifteen, a SWAT team utterly destroyed a home in Greenwood Village after suspected Walmart shoplifter Robert C. Cat took refuge inside and refused to come out for nearly twenty hours. Okay. More than three years later, homeowner Leo Letch still hasn't received a dime for officers leaving the property in shambles, and his lawsuit against the community over the bizarre episode has been put on a legal slow track with no immediate resolution in sight. So Walmart, he he stole something from Walmart, and he they did not exploded someone's house. No, no, somebody stole something from Walmart, went in his house, and they blew up the house. Yeah, ran into his house, and the SWAT team showed up for shoplifting. For a shoplifting offense, the SWAT team came to somebody's house and blew up the front of it. What the fuck were they on? Yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to like fuck. get a better accounting of the this story. Just sucks. It's just an insane story, and these cops get away with everything. They just yeah, they're out there playing around, blowing people's rooms up and stuff like that. They're like blowing people's houses up to catch a shoplifter, a fucking shoplifter. I mean. Did they? I can't imagine they stole more than the five thousand dollar payout, right? Yeah, um, they could have just paid for the guy's fucking shit, and it would have saved everybody a lot of time and money. Yeah, there's how much was? Call the police. Some guy stole something. Like how much was it? Two hundred eighty dollars. Here you go. Just hand him the money. <laughs> Problem solved. This is what the. This is what the. Uh, let's oh read yeah, this throwing story. grenades in baby cribs too, which oh, they, they definitely love did to that. Do that. Yeah, they did do that. So, uh, basically, so these people are, uh, let me get in here. I'm sorry. The re okay. The city manager offered assistance to John, Anna, and Leo in regard to the shambles they left behind. Greenwood Village Police Commander Dustin Varney said that suspect Robert Seacat, a 33-year-old with four drug-related warrants pending in his name, had bur burrowed himself in like a tick at the home of 42,000 block of South Alton Street. That's, yeah. A tick? So dehumanizing. Like, he called this dude a tick. Like, he burrowed, he... <laughs> basically took all the humanity away from this guy oh yeah because he's shoplifted from walmart and sold drugs yeah and which so after brandishing a weapon that he later fired in the direction of officers that's what pissed them off got it it's exactly what all you right. could still let him fucking go you oh. could still just be like just leave nonetheless varney maintained that the actions that followed were necessitated by a concern for Seacat's welfare and that of his officers i value life more than property of course well, run away <laughs> man if somebody's fucking shooting at you don't go fuck with them right i mean i, I just don't see, i just think that if it's shoplifting and like he was running and he fired a shot or whatever like i just i feel like he was probably just gonna leave like he was just trying to get away. I don't think he was going to go on a killing spree. Right, know? right, right. But he probably maybe, maybe on a cop killing spree. Maybe, but I mean that's right. Part just of life. like I said, don't. That's yeah. 
don't do don't go near him yeah i could (laughs) so he said i could easily have instituted a plan to go in there i assure you in the first 15 minutes but with that comes a cost the cost of being reckless probably not like this cop was like we had to blow up this house because if i got in there i'd have been reckless yeah i you know when people were just randomly shooting out windows too that's not good yeah just he had 300 grams of meth in his possession and the cop thinks he was dipping into his stash throughout the day and oh, morning Jesus. that he was, they always do this yeah stuff. they have a whole story from law and order they all make up a fucking story where it's like this yeah. guy got meth and then all of a sudden it made him shoot at the police and then burrow in a house like a tick they're right. always making up a story it's just they blew this guy's fucking house up man yeah totally unnecessary and then gave him five thousand dollars. They said, "Here's five k for your house." That's so fucked up. I'm so mad about this. So, and they're not—they're actually fighting, fixing it anyway. And uh, you know, that's just the police. That's the police for you. You know, yeah, fuckers, fuckers. And here's a, one more cop story that I just saw today that was like kind of a use of language that irritated me. Um. A white Oklahoma officer who was acquitted on manslaughter charges in the fatal 2016 shooting of an unarmed African-American man defended herself amid protests that have that have erupted over her teaching a class to sheriff's deputies. I talk about the challenges that I face after my critical incident that cha- the challenges that my husband and I were not prepared for. Wait, what is this again? Sorry. So there's this woman, a white Oklahoma police officer who was acquitted of manslaughter charges in this fatal shooting of 2016 shooting of an um, unarmed African-American okay. man. Okay. She defended her. She's teaching a course. Oh, so Jesus. there were protests that came up. Her course is about how to deal with the aftermath of, of what she calls a critical incident. Oh. Which is actually killing a black person, right. basically, or killing somebody. Right. That's like she's removed all of the right her her um, hands at this. No, so I take what I learned and develop what I call tools. I pass that on to other officers, so maybe they can be better better prepared to deal with a critical incident. Now that sentence. To me, what? like she's that not even trying to stop it from happening. Right. That doesn't come off as bad. Like that may not come off as bad to people where it's like she's just trying to teach people stuff. And it's like, no, she killed somebody and she figured out coping mechanisms to deal with having killed somebody. And now she's going around saying, in case you decide you have to kill somebody, here's some coping mechanisms. Right, right. That. You know? Yeah. Um, if you ever shoot some, an unarmed person and kill them. Yeah, and these cops... I, I've made it through it. These cops never lose their job. No, I they mean, there's never. no risk. I mean, there it's very... There's uh, no no risk for them to pull those trigger, pull that trigger. And uh, it's not getting any better. Yeah. Um, do you, Are we going to talk about the local one? Yes, we will, actually. Is uh, that the final one, or did you forget it? Yeah, that, I did. I, I keep forgetting. I feel... It makes me so sad, It's dude. a shitty... Yeah, I mean, we got... I'm already... I'm down in the dirt right now. I'm uh, not even feeling like laughing anymore after the cop stuff, so let's get this one in, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to get the damn thing up. The, the story up here real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I I got really pissed because I was waiting. There was this gigantic line of cars, and uh, I was patiently going. And I let somebody out or let somebody into the line, and they had a fucking Blue Lives Matter sticker on the back of their car. 
and I really wanted to take back my cutsy. Oh, really? Yeah, you wanted to be There's like so no. many of them out there. It's just fucking absurd, dude. It's like. I'm really disheartened by how many are out there now. And those blue light bulbs are nuts. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. It it seems like, uh, man, this is really hard to find. They are not covering this very much. This is all, uh, this is basically all, uh, this is nuts that I can't find this story. Why well, can't, I mean, it's been everywhere. It's all over my Facebook. It's not on the damn, uh, it's not on Google News, I guess. ABC 6 on your side. You got it? Yeah. Okay, read the story then. You can do my job this time. Okay, so uh, this happened in Columbus, Ohio. A lot of you sent it. We did see it. There was too many of you to respond, but yes, we do see this stuff when it happens. So uh, this happened last week. A woman was shot and killed uh, by a police officer in Franklinton. Uh, That's like the gentrifying place. It's a Lots of artists live there and lots of money is going in there and uh, it still has a it still has a bad reputation amongst most of the city. Well, can I say that it's also, you know, in the past has been very famous for a lot of sex workers being there. Like it's not that kind of that area. The bottoms in Franklin is kind of famous for that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. But standard procedure out there. So um, this woman, Donna Castleberry rest in peace was actually shot multiple times inside of the car while not wearing handcuffs. And from what I've read, the car was parked against the building. It was, you can see a picture of this. It was a, I think it's important because Columbus police department has done this a few times too. This was an unmarked car. Uh, they, Oh yes. That so too. it's, it's already kind of suspicious. We're, we're talking about an unmarked car and a plainclothes cop trying to, parked up against a wall so that the passenger door can't open or get out. And he has a sex worker in his car and, uh, she's not wearing cuffs. She she stabs him in the hand and then, and then he shoots her and kills her. Yes. He shot her eight times. She's a hundred pounds. He shot her eight times and he killed her. And, uh, it's fucking sickening. These cops are, they are fucking out of control, especially in Columbus. They're out of control. Yeah. And this isn't acceptable. And by, I mean, you can, uh, this isn't acceptable anyway at all. I mean, there's just no reason that a woman should at night, regardless of what her job is, should be thrown in the back of a fucking vehicle by someone that's not dressed like an officer and not driving a police car. Right. I, get, I mean, I, that's fucking absurd. That's just... and she, That's what happened fun, to Henry Green. Right. That's exactly what happened to Henry Green. And, and yeah, and uh, sex workers and are targeted by serial killers and weird fucking rapists and shit. They are very much victims of a lot of crime. And ha- and having somebody even per- saying, hey, I'm a police officer is, no, not, is not convincing at all. You know, that's mm-hmm. exactly something some fucking psycho could say. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Yes. And, and they love to pretend like they're cops, too. I mean, not so, but it's like I, I'm just astonished why can that you- this is OK. I mean, that this is a, OK. And, and that there isn't that big of an uproar. Why can I'm, they shoot people eight times? Well, like, why do they get to fucking shoot people to like hamburger? Basically, for like the smallest, like she stabbed his fucking hand, dude. Yeah. If somebody stabbed my hand, I mean, like it hurts and it fucking sucks, 
But like, if I'm, I Once could again, get probably away. try to fight them off or get away without shooting them eight times. Shoot them once. I don't fucking know. He went. He wanted to kill this person. Right. That was the thing. He. He, like, it's so obvious that whatever was happening, I don't know what the fuck was happening. My guess so, there was some, there was some com. You see the comments? Yes, I have seen the comments. They I've said seen everybody some- knows Columbus police like to take the goods for free. Well, and this guy specifically has been seen doing these. It has like a reputation among the community, right? Like this the specific comments. cop in the comments of the story, and. uh I mean, they can get away with whatever they want. I know this is so hard to believe because we harp and harp and harp on the police all the time on this show. But in Columbus, there a lot of people don't think they're that bad. It's really fucking weird. It's like it's a really hard thing to wrap your mind around because like we need to do like a fuck the cops parade or something. Yeah, I'm sure they let us do that. <laughs> like that's what maybe when we do the Duda parade next year, our we're we'll gonna do, do a fuck, fuck the, the police we have to. thing. You know, yes. But it is it, that is very fucking interesting. That like I grew up, you know, I'm a white dude, you know, and you're a, we're all white dudes in this room. I'm Macedonian. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna miss the Macedonian festival, dude. I know. I'm upset. No, out no Zelnik. No, I don't even know what that. Is. It's so weird. It's just like Spanakapita. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, people think that they're decent, like they don't bother anybody because they don't bother people who aren't. Like yeah. the underclass, or or they don't bother. They will never bother me. I mean, that's they let the me whole do whatever trick. the fuck I want. You know, no, that's the whole trick, man. They show up. We've got a goddamn. There's a dancing one, a famous one that goes into security at all the concerts, and they bring him out on stage, and he does like the Dougie and shit for him. And he'll like try to skateboard with kids, or he'll like go to an elementary school and like you know find a little kid to to whip and nae with, and uh, and you know they they. But when they are in these circumstances, they are not reliable. They aren't making the type of decisions. They don't have the training, the ability, or or any of the. Uh, I, I I just can't. They can't handle these situations. Yeah, right? I, wanna, I mean, like this shit is fuck is fucking stupid. Not only that, but like you, you, we should. You look at the the explanations from the police and the way it gets reported in the media where it says that this guy says at some point there was an altercation between the two of them and he was stabbed and he fired multiple times striking her, said Columbus Police Sergeant Rich Wiener. What? Oh, no. Dick Wiener. <laughs> this guy. Dick Wiener. A penis going on off, with this guy. guy. That's definitely a cop name. Yeah. He's a, um, he's a dick wiener. Yeah. Wiener told ABC6 Fox 28. <laughs> the undercover officer was investigating complaints related to prostitution in the neighborhood at the time of the incident. It's Investigators okay. are now trying to determine whether determine if the veteran officer was posing as a customer or talking with an informant when the gunfire happened inside the vehicle. So there was no possible way in their mind. This investigation is not looking right at this officer doing abuse of power wrong right no that that, that's not part of the investigation the investigation is whether he was being really great or pretty great and and apparently we're supposed to accept i mean we're supposed to just accept that when they make an arrest that they don't have to have a car there when this is like on the show cops that's like standard in a lot of places i remember yeah right like yeah. I, there's just no formality to this at all it's they just let the cops run run around in sweatpants 
cornering wi- women in the backseat of fucking cars. Exactly. And it's just unnecessary. Like, these are these sorts of things are so completely fucking unnecessary. And they're just predators. Yeah, and this they're is something that's sh- exactly like any other predator. They aren't helping the situation at all. There's plenty of ways to make this safer for everybody fucking involved and for people to keep their lives. And that's to legalize the fucking profession. It is. I agree. I, I 100% agree. That that just... Let, let people bring back the fucking website so that people don't have to go walk in the fucking street and get killed by the police they can just meet you know decent people online and go fucking for money right and you know that's not even something that i even put together with this is that sesta fosta has chased people out onto the streets too like that is an you're exactly right about that that like getting rid of all the places online where people were doing this business has now sent people out to the street and now the police are dragging them into cars and killing them you know which is what this guy did like i know that's harsh fucking language but he dragged a woman into his car and shot her eight times that's what happened because if you this is what they did with henry green with henry green they pulled up in an unmarked car two guys that weren't in uniform start chasing a guy out in the fucking street like what like what is he supposed to think what like (gasps) What is he like? Just stop. Oh, oh, oh! Well, these two fucking guys that jumped out of a car and started chasing me are probably police. I should probably start respecting them immediately. No, you fucking run because when somebody starts chasing you, you run. That's like part of the thing. And they just fucking shot this guy in the back. And it's the same thing here. Like these cops should be in uniform. There shouldn't yeah. be plainclothes cops. There's no fucking reason for it. All they do is get in trouble when they're plain clothes. All that happens is people get killed when they go in plain clothes. Put these fucking guys in uniforms. If they want to be a cop, they can wear a fucking uniform and do a what they tag. can do in that. Yes. Put exactly. a name tag on them. This plain clothes shit and these unmarked cars is they're bullshit. Yeah. They're fucking wrong. They're like they're they're wrong. It's not fucking fair. And it's, it's I don't want to pay for that. It's bullshit. I mean, it's it's so far in a way anything that I imagine the police would be. You know, if we if since everybody's so fucking into the police, I would expect them to not be cornering women like this and fucking killing them. And I would expect the, I would expect people to be mad about this and wondering what the fuck the cops are doing. And they're not. I mean, they got five dollar footlongs. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, they the cops get five. No, no, and people that are supposed to give a fuck. Oh, I was gonna just say because. The police, they get free foot. They get free foot. They they walk in and say, which, by the way, a bunch of people have told me lately, troops, ex-troops, if you tell people you're a veteran, you get the discount. You don't. They don't, they don't check you your cars or nothing like that. Right. So, okay. People, GameStop has it's a good apparently. way to save GameStop, money. GameStop has a veteran discount for all you out there. Yeah. You, you could end up with some sort of military geek though. That's played <laughs> call of duty. And it's like, what's your GWI soldier? I'd whoop his ass. Okay. Like that, some nerd. Like yeah. just some nerd. What's your, uh, what's let your sh- DF? Let me show you what we learned in the military. <laughs> Brutal punishment. <laughs> um, there is I, a GoFundMe I, for Donna Dalton is her name on, on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, you just search the tag Donna Dalton. And, uh, you know, if you have money to put in the GoFundMe for a funeral, I'm sure that would be great. I don't think she comes from a rich family. She is not from a rich neighborhood. That's right. for sure. She was she was killed in a place that they used to call the Bottoms. Yeah. Until they, basically they only stopped calling it that because it wasn't PC. It's not any better or anything. Right. 
Um, also, I have a quick scam that I wanted to mention. Um, a way to make money, too. This uh, came from Sarah, who Brian knows. But uh, if you know how people are really into plants and succulents right now, if you go to the garden centers, you can pluck like one leaf off of a succulent. And if you take it home and put it on water, put it on dirt with water, it will grow like a whole new plant. And then you can sell those plants online or have your own uh, have your own succulent garden for free. Okay. <laughs> From scratch. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's big money, though, dude. Those plants cost a ton. Like, if you look at Facebook Marketplace, there's $20 succulents on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, go get them for free and then sell them. <laughs> and you make your own babies with them. Okay. Pups. Fuck them, right? You got no, to fuck them. that's gross. It. Okay, I was just checking. You're the horny show guy, not me. I've been watching this horny TV show for all the listeners out there. I told the people on the film before this, but I'll tell you all later about it. Maybe I'll do a show about Strike Back if people ask for it. So here's what I got to do for the end of this show. I thought maybe uh, my buddy uh, Ryan, I did his podcast. It was about Vince McMahon. Uh-huh. I'll get his I'll get his name by the end of this show on uh, on on Twitter. He sent me the shoplifting master list. Oh, from Reddit. What's this? It is a list of places and what their policies on shoplifting are. And I thought we could look at a few of those. OK, OK. Um, uh, can I take can I take a guess right out of the gate? OK, my I, I'm just going to say this because I drove through my old neighborhood uh, on the way to the mall and. I saw the CVS that we used to go to. And when it was the summertime, we were so bored. We would go every single day, like five of these dirty ass kids with rat's nests in their hair would go and just grab up all kinds of candy, trading cards, the Marvel overpower trading card game, like uh, anything, makeup, anything we could get, tons of it. And uh, that I don't know why we never got fucking caught. I still don't understand it. Yeah, well, you got to wait. What was what was you don't want to say the place? It was just CVS. CVS. Okay. So I wonder if CVS is high on that Let's list. Let's see if CVS is on here. Books a million. CVS cameras are usually non-actively monitored. Loss prevention rotates regionally, usually working two eight-hour shifts per week at specific sport stores, especially when large thefts are discovered. CVS is usually bad at tagging merchandise that corporate wouldn't want tagged. Would want tag. Regular staff uh, won't chase, but loss prevention can confront you in store, but they will only try to get your license plate. Medium range difficulty. Okay. CVS. Well, you park far away and if you can make it out the door, you're good to go. Oh, God. If you're not there, you're great. Get a bicycle. Uh, Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cameras are actively monitored. They yeah. won't chase, but there's no specific policies. We'll always... Call the police and we'll usually ban or ask you to leave if you pass the POS with un with unpaid merchandise. Here's a good one. I uh, actually, so the Burlington in my neighborhood used to be Schottenstein's, which was like a totally local department oh, yeah. store. Similar to Burlington, though. Yeah, discount store, basically what it is. That's where I got caught stealing when I was a kid. Dumbass. <laughs> the bargain stores are like... We really need that three dollars for that well, shit. You cannot yeah. get that out the door. Well, they also know that. I mean, like, it's not to be mean, the, but the people that that's are true. shopping there, desperate people. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Don't. St- yeah, that's definitely. The pro- that seems like a good idea to never steal from like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls because 
they probably know. Yeah, here's a here's an interesting one that that I I when I read it, I was kind of kind of shocked by it. Barnes and Noble is a place. They use RFID tags on products over $40, all electronics, most manga and most hardcover books. Where's this? This is Barnes and Noble. Okay. Cameras are not actively monitored, but will be checked after a theft has occurred. Okay. Store managers are the only ones who have the authority to call police. Okay. Store managers are the only staff who can trail shoplifters, but they will give aggressive customer service if they suspect you. They won't chase you and will simply call to you from the door and ask you to come back inside. If you refuse, they will try to get your license plate number. Okay. Gifts, journals, trinkets, moleskins, paper... Paper blanks and art supplies are never tagged. If you're being followed, staff will back off every few minutes to allow you to dump the merchandise. Try to conceal it in the kids section as there are no cameras usually. Very easy store, but not for beginners. Okay. So Barnes and Noble is a very easy, that's the first very easy I've seen. Right. Well, I mean, the store manager is going to be busy as hell probably. And, and I don't imagine wanting to chase somebody down. Um, so that's good to know. Bath and Body but they Works always get the the thing going off. The, the yeah, you got to learn to rip those off. You got to learn oh, to yeah, rip you those RFID get those. tags. Right, of course. But they're not hard to find. Yeah, they're usually the they still use the big square ones that are under the price tag. Yes, and they also they they in this thing they said they don't have any cameras in the kids section. Oh, okay. You just roll over there and take a bunch of tags out. Okay, get out of there. You know. Good to know. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond stores vary while uh while oh, cameras. Man, my sister used to tear that place <laughs> up. My sister would just like use a lotion once and throw it away. Oh no, Especially- that's Bed Bath Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, I'm is- thinking of Bath and Body Works. But Bath and Body Works is on here too. And actually, here's what's funny: <laughs> <laughs> Bath and Body Works, no loss predict predict. Prevention and cameras aren't actively monitored. Right, the stores exactly. are small and they have many employees, mostly concentrated at the counters, except for a greeter who helps customers with questions. They don't prosecute, but they call mall security and will let them determine if police will be called. This is a store only good for small lifts and then leaving quickly. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, and you're also probably going to be a victim of races, racial profiling there too. Oh, the God, type of yes. employees that are working in that place. Yes, but yeah, if you could just drop it into your bag and nobody sees it, then it's yours. That's yeah. what it th- sounds like the policy is. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, one of the most dangerous stores for a for shoplifter sure. has actively monitored PTZ cameras and a stationary yep. guard at all exits who monitors cameras and checks all receipts. They will call police immediately and will prosecute to the fullest extent yep. of the law. Staff can follow you into the restroom. Almost impossible. Yeah, I saw someone get Aikido'd in that fucking joint, man. For real? Yeah, like what happened was uh, this guy goes to leave and this this big dude walks up and he's like, we're going to have to talk. We need to talk to you. And the guy decides to run. So he goes back in the store and then we're all just spectating. And there's like <laughs> two security guys and he's running through the aisles and he's trying to make it. And he's like, he gives it a good 15, 20 minutes, I think. And it was, just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like the hottest game of tag I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, like it was really like, go to one side, go to one side. And he was doing it. Like, what was this? What do you think his plan was to end Scramble, this dude. He was just scrambling. He but was in he like. He ran back in the, he's trapped. He was effectively trapped well, as soon as I he guess went back in the store. He must have felt 
he must have felt like he could do something on his toes, like to get out of there. That's like he was bad decision. Like that's the thing about some shoplifters. But it was number one, they go to the well too many times. Sure. And number two, they 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 just they make these like really critical errors that like he would have been better off just running as far away as he could from the store, no matter which direction. You know. Well, he didn't make it out. Oh, I thought you said he made it out and then ran. No, no, no. He was hell no, no. He was like the station, the security station. Yes. He was wa- he was about to leave, and they went to stop him, and he ran back in. I did not. So know then, this. so then, he had the big guy chasing him, and he thought he had a chance with two other dudes, and he tried to run through him, and they like grabbed him by the scooped him up by the stomach, and then the big guy came up and like grabbed him on some like pressure point, like had him like pinched between his like his first finger and his thumb and had his like twisted all behind Jesus his fucking Christ. ear. It was like, yeah, dragged him out like some fucking move. They hire fucking MMA guys. Yeah, it was they wild. Go, they go fucking Best Buy's recruiting it, loss prevention at dojos. $36, I'm guessing, is I probably know. how much he was stealing. <laughs> I know. Here's, here's one that is interesting. Dollar Tree. Oftentimes the cameras are fake. Few employees are usually in store. Dollar Tree doesn't want to ma- waste money on security or loss prevention because their products are cheap. Basically a free-for-all beginner level store. Okay. It's like, go Smart. in there, cut your teeth in a Dollar Tree. Yeah, just drop something in. <laughs> Take something out of the package and drop it in like it belongs in your purse or your bag. Huh. Yeah. I'm 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 trying to kind of... But GameStop, uh, no way, I would no never try from there, dude. They're they got like the they can see you from every place in there. They've got one person sitting at the desk that can just watch everybody, and you're only in there usually with like four people at the most. Gap, plus it's all behind the counter. Gap is easier than Banana Republic. Cameras are usually not monitored, but are well placed. Cashier desk is far from the main door. Uh-huh. Door alarms are ubiquitous in use. Loss prevention situation is unknown. Be cautious and don't conceal on the floor unless the item is small. Okay. So they're saying don't like cut it. And when they're talking about like, don't go to the dressing room at least to try, but it looks yeah. like that's another no go. Don't go there. Don't please. have it. Don't be walking around with it and then not have it all of a sudden. H and M is another n- no go zone. They frequently use plain clothes. Ooh. Loss prevention and H and M does. Yeah. See them discount places. Like, no, 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 we need, <laughs> we need $2 from you. <laughs> we need two fucking dollars from you for that shirt. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking Home Depot. Uh, while they still actively monitor cameras and employ loss prevention, Home Depot loss prevention is usually ineffective at stopping small theft because they have such a large store to cover, which has extremely expensive items. Yeah, spread let me throughout. get that nest. Put that <laughs> nest in the baby carriage. Yeah, I mean they have they have self checkout at Home Depot, oh, yeah. which seems like the. Like it's absurd. absurd. Yeah, it. it is absurd. You no, I took a, a gigantic can. steel trash can and put it on there. It well, wasn't full, but you can put stuff in a trash can and just yeah. buy it. I'm buying a trash can. Uh, so my our most prolific place when I was a kid was Blockbuster. Was really easy to steal from because uh, you could take a razor and you would just cut the spine of the case open and you could pull it right open. Uh, and I would even. And, and so that's how I would get discs from there. And then also Walmart. There was this kid I hung out with, this baddest kid ever, dropped out of high school in like 10th grade, just stayed home playing like illegal bootleg PlayStation games all day. He'd be like, let's go get a game. And he would go to Walmart and he would steal computer games because they, were, they weren't like locked up the way the console games were. But we were getting like brand new fucking computer games anytime we went over there. 
Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. He would just like round a corner and like pop open the whole thing and have the fucking disc like just <laughs> hidden in his in his uh pocket and then we would be gone. Shoplifters are the fucking other thing incredible. Other like I couldn't I never was did it really. Um, I was never good at it and never really did it. I think they're incredible. It's easy, though. dude. The thing about it, man, the trip you will trip yourself up if you overthink it. If you don't you don't just you have to go in there and be confident and walk out like you did nothing wrong because if you start overthinking it and hemming and hauling and pacing and shit, they fucking know immediately. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. You have to be like really confident. That here's one Kroger is in here. It's like, would anybody notice if I leaned forward and this fell into my pocket? No. So just that's that's your answer. You exactly. Know? Are, is anybody even really looking at me right. in this store? That's the thing that like, I think when we we did the make Black Friday red uh, live show, one of the things we talked about is like Walmart is such an enormous store. There's no fucking way that they can well, they monitor that really lack thing. security too. There was yeah. time, my friend, what happened was my friend was a cart guy and he knew the security shift and he would be like, there's only one guy on here, you know, this tonight and he's going to be doing this and that, you know? So we even had a little bit of heads up, but it was mostly understaffed. Like they would be like, there's no, there's no cameras in the middle of the night. They wouldn't even bother. Oh, here's an interesting one. Brett sheets. One of the easier convenience stores to lift from, cameras exist but are generally not being monitored except in the aftermath of large thefts or robberies. Nobody that works at Sheets would give a fuck anyways. <laughs> there are always at least two or three employees behind the counter. Most stocking is done late at night or after close, so employees usually stay behind the counter unless they're cleaning a machine. They won't call police unless there's a robbery. If an employee sees you shoplift, shoplifting, oftentimes they tell you just to never come back quite easy okay that's good to know <laughs> you don't want to get kicked out but i mean i guess it doesn't really matter here's walmart poor poor loss prevention yeah whose budget and resources have been slashed in recent years cool loss prevention efficiency can range from store to store but it is often easier to lift from walmart's and in higher income areas walmart will almost always chase and will often prosecute Company policy is not to prosecute under $25, but this is usually left up to the store district manager. Staff sometimes, but rarely act as loss prevention. Cameras are always actively monitored, but camera quality isn't the best, and a cone blind spot exists directly under most cameras because they can't tilt. Maybe that's what he was doing then. He wouldn't, because he knew where the spots were that you wouldn't be seen. Uh, oh, this is a, here, here's a downer to the story. High I income do, areas, though. High, make I, sure you hit the high income areas i feel like i would have a target on my back though really they're L paying looking, attention to you if it's busy in if a every, high income area yeah that's and you're true. dressed like decent like sure. if i went in dressed like this they'd be like oh he's looking okay yeah that's true you do look like a regular regular daddy uh what was i gonna say though my buddy did get uh he used to take orders for people he would be like, whatever you want from Walmart, 50% off the list price, I'll get it for you. So somebody had told him to get a CD player, and he ended up getting caught. He uh, he's, he tried to do the runaway thing, and then he just like succumbed. But he went to court, and because his dad was a fucking cop, and he dropped the guy's name, he fucking got off. Uh, okay, that is that is always, I mean, that's... You know, part of it. That's part of I'm the so benefits pissed. of being a cop, actually. All right. I think Ugh. we did it. There's still more stores. I think we're going to run over this every once in a while. We'll just pop back into this thing. And, uh, Is there more? Oh, my God. There's tons of stores in here. They got Kohl's up in here. 
which is interesting because I know people that have been caught at Coles. <laughs> like Coles was like a very famous place to steal from oh, when I was me in and high my sister. School. Yeah, yeah. It's just people love stealing from that place. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess I haven't talked about it in forever, and there's a lot of new listeners. So I had a babysitter uh, when I was a kid. I was in like fifth grade, maybe, and we were had to stay at home. And she was in like ninth grade, and she was a terrible choice for a babysitter because she taught us how to steal. <laughs> she literally set up in the house like an obstacle course where she would have necklaces hanging on like a hook or something that simulates a hook, and she would have us reach up and slide the necklace down our sleeve and then like hook it on a thumb and then walk away. So that way we could go to the mall and steal fucking gold necklaces. That's uh, a decent, she, that to me, that's a street fight babysitter. Obviously. Yeah, she's very, she was, I mean, my mom was like, you know, my mom said something later about how she taught you a lot about real life though. in some, some, you something sh- in that way. I was like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you should get a hold of her and thank her for sure. making you the man you are today. That's true. <laughs> I knew I didn't need money to get what I wanted. Like, I, I often thank the people who made me the piece of gra- trash I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also She also got me super drunk for the first time. Like and She got you high the first time, too, right? Yeah, and high the first time. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Quite the character. She did teach you about life, though. I mean, that is some yeah, important she stuff got, if you want to be a cool dude. Yeah, I know. That is true. I had that leg up. <laughs> also, really there did. was uh yeah, there was a guy, an older stepbrother that showed up out of nowhere that played Magic the Gathering, and he had pot and stuff, too. So he was also a big influence on my debauchery. He got you into corn. Yes, he also introduced me to, yeah, way, the first corn album. He was like, you have to hear this shit. My older brother is still and facilitating Fantasy my, Star Four. <laughs> my ahead. older brother is still facilitating my bad behavior to this day by producing this show. It's true. <laughs> he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot and introduced me to corn. So Wow. <laughs> Synergy. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we'll get a few more. Hey, here, we'll do one more. GNC. Okay. They won't chase. They have no loss prevent- prevention. They don't actively monitor cameras. Regional managers are usually concerned with and tasked with tackling internal theft. Employees will at most try to get a license plate, and they may ban you if they see you conceal in store. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that shit's expensive. Oh, my God. If I could get somebody to... If I could steal from GNC, that would help me a lot in in my life. Well, yeah, steal some vitamin D and make me feel better. Yeah. And stealing would make me feel better, too. So it's like a (laughs) win-win. I love, you know, the best, Pennies. there's nothing better in the world than when you steal and you know, you got away with it and your stomach just goes fucking wild. You know, yeah. like that feeling of just like, I did it. I got away with, I got this shirt for free. I wanted this fucking shirt and it's mine. And you just like, you're wearing it under your clothes <laughs> and you're run. I would just sprint to the fucking car, like skipping and jumping and just cackling like i've never had a good shoplifting experience in my life like the time i shoplifted that pizza a couple years ago that was so not like a good feeling because it was just like they didn't stop me because i'm a white dad with a kid and a wife with me and like yeah they just aren't gonna like there was almost like there was no risk basically in that shoplift you do got to use you got to use the stereotypes and to your advantage if you can yeah, it just for me is like there. 
I didn't get a big pop in my belly because oh. I got that because it was just like they're not gonna bust like when I shoplift most of the because I do I guess like it is weird for me to say I don't shoplift because I do mm. I do shoplift now but like it's like at Kroger and I sort of feel like I am like have so much white privilege right like I fit. Like, I just fit this thing that they don't look at ever. I'm a dude that, like, walks in. I'm dressed like somebody's dad. I don't have any tattoos. I don't even have facial hair most of the time. Yeah. Or a lot of time. I don't have much facial hair. And I, like, I could take anything I want in that store. They're just not even looking at people like me. It's not fair, almost. Like, it's like I have a cheat code, you know? Yeah. Because I can just, like I said, I can just dress... I can just put on normal fucking clothes and just walk in and I can take anything I want in there. And yeah. I have like, you know, I, I, I recently figured out that if you scan something and you hold something else in your hand and you scan it and then throw them in the bag at the same time, it doesn't register that you threw two things in the bag. It only registers that you threw one. Damn. <laughs> but they have cameras now at, at my, at my Kroger that says recording is in progress everywhere. Have, yeah. Target has the ones where they're, recording you the whole time now too i'm like 50 50 on whether i really believe it <laughs> you know or whether i think that they're watching them i guess i'm right. like eh. but i am like they have sort of curbed it for me because i am afraid i'm gonna come in one day and they're just gonna have my picture on the like i'm gonna walk by the self-scan checkout line and my picture will be there like don't let this motherfucker walk out without letting you check his receipts yeah you're also safe too like career-wise because they're not going to put you in jail for it you know i mean it, 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 it doesn't matter you know no i probably yeah that's the thing like it's not it gonna cost affect you 85 dollars or something that's true yeah it's just a cheat you know oh it's nice it's well, yeah it's a privilege it's more privilege we just get yeah, all of it you know we love it some guys have all the luck and white they're white <laughs> all of them are white all the luck some guys that's us all right well that's it all, all of them are white and middle class basically that's how you have the luck i don't know if i'm middle class right now but i'm doing okay good well thanks for listening to street fire radio this is the show that we do every single week. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, or other podcasting apps. If you want more of what we do, we do a bonus show. It's only $1 a month. That's all it takes to get four extra episodes of Street Fight. It's been Brian uh, doing interviews with people, but uh, we now have Jason that's working on all of our tech stuff. And uh, we now, now Jake, I see Jake, you know, uh, Brian's cousin is doing our audio engineering now, and it's freed up a lot of time for me to get more shit done, which also means that we can work towards, finally, I can do a show, specifically that uh, Krautrock show I want to do, and some other guests that I've been meaning to have on. So for $1 a month, you can get bonus shows. For $3 a month, you get access to our zine. We put out a zine every single month. Uh, it's Weed this month. It was a coloring book. Uh Last month, we've done film, uh, all kinds of shit, drugs, new metal, and that's three dollars a month to get access to the to get access to that zine. Uh, Five dollars a month, you get access to the live stream of the basement show. So there's people on YouTube watching us right now through Patreon. Uh, we do a giveaway at the beginning of the show uh, today. Uh, who won that shit again? Do you remember who it was? Oh, uh, Budapest Mission. Budapest Mission 
Uh, we said it was their choice on what prize they wanted. So getting a free half gram of CBD from street fight for tuning into that live stream, uh, for $8 a month. Also the $5 a month people, we're going to put videos out of the shows. If we can get them, I'm going to try to make this a very simple setup. I'm not going to live stream the, the shows because bar internet is the fucking shits. So I will be recording them with one camera and we'll give that up to the $5 subscribers, the $8 people, you get the zine sent to your house. Uh, and you get access to the bonus shows. You get to watch the live streams. $12, you get the zine and a bonus zine. So consider supporting Street Fight on a monthly basis. It comes out at the beginning of every month. Just consider it like a bump up in rent, and uh, you can help us you know, upgrade this whole thing uh, until we can flatten all the hierarchies on this earth. We are Street Fight Radio. We'll see you later. Uh, if you want to try Kratom, before it goes illegal, we got a whole bunch of it. Store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, we also sell CBD. It's the uh, other half of THC, the chill you out and um, make your pain go away version of THC. So if you're interested in that, we also offer that to raise money for the show. Um, we appreciate everybody that's been with us for as long as we've been doing it. And we're going to keep rolling and coming to the Pacific Northwest next. So we are Street Fight Radio. Peace. <laughs>